students, this is Mr. Phillips, and today is the first episode of my top five lit list for chapters one through three of Animal Farm. Just sit back and relax. Let's talk about the top five things I think you should know from the first three chapters. Let's do this. Starting things off, let's talk about what this is. My top five lit list. Every time we have a reading assignment during distance learning, I will post a top five list of literature related things that I want you to know about the chapters. I'll do my best to limit these to 15 minutes, but feel free to put me on in the background as you're on a walk or if you have some like chores around the house, maybe doing dishes or whenever works best for you, give it a listen, all right? I will always follow up this with a survey on Google Classroom so you can show me that uh, or show me what you got out of the reading uh, and my thoughts on the reading. So that sums it up pretty well. Let's get in to the latest reading chapters one through three of Animal Farm by George Orwell. First on the list, number five. Number five is a word that appears in all the chapters. Um, and is used a lot by the animals themselves, and that word is comrades. Now, if you do a quick little Google search on these words, you get three different definitions. One of them is a, a comrade is a companion who shares one's activities or is a fellow member of an organization. Okay, so uh, another one would be a fellow soldier or member of armed services. So you might have like comrades in arms. And then this third one's interesting. You might... Um, be very more familiar with this one is a fellow socialist or communist often as a form of address so you might have seen some memes um, you know it's not YouTube it's RTube comrade right you might have heard that word in the popular kind of speech and what it is kind of pointing to is that socialist communist kind of companion someone who shares their own beliefs so they're they're on the animals are all on this farm together right and so they are this member of the animal farm so they call each other comrades now just a little context you might not have uh, t taken this in world history yet or you might know but we have um animal farm written in 1944 Okay, that was written 1944. That's when George Orwell wrote the book. And in 1944, when you said comrade, you would definitely think of this socialist or communist uh, country, the Soviet Union. Okay, and that was started, uh, it kind of began through Vladimir Lenin in 1917. But when Animal Farm was written in 1944, um, Joseph Stalin was the leader of the Soviet Union, and there's a lot of context that goes into that. But really, when we think of the animals calling each other comrades, we can start to think of, okay, maybe George Orwell is talking about this socialist or communist idea that these animals might find themselves falling into. So uh, we'll keep on looking for that as we continue. Number four. Next up, we have Boxer. He's a horse. He's my favorite character for a couple of reasons. One, he is by far, in my opinion, the most selfless character that we have. He is definitely the strongest, 
but he's not the smartest. He can only memorize the first four letters of the alphabet. For whatever reason, in this universe, horses are not as smart as the pigs, which I guess uh, kind of makes sense if you know a little bit about how smart pigs are, right? But he has limits on what he can learn, but really no limits on what he can achieve. So he does extra work to get the farm up and running when he's asked to do that. And that's why my favorite character and the fourth thing on this list is Boxer. Next on the lit list, number three. Coming in at number three is the animals learning to read. Now, what are they going to read? Well, the pigs, in fact, they learn how to read much before the revolution so that they can actually kind of help plan this revolution. In chapter one, they get like the prophecy of the revolution. And ever since then, they've been studying. But when the revolution happens and they write the animal commandments on the wall, they think it's a good idea for all of the animals on the farm to learn those commandments. So let me kind of go over those seven commandments. Number one says, whatever goes upon two legs is an enemy. Number two, whatever goes upon four legs or has wings is a friend. Three, no animal shall wear clothes. Four, no animal shall sleep in a bed. Five, no animal shall drink alcohol. Six, no animal shall kill any other animal. And seven, all animals are equal. Now, at first glance here, we see that they have, you know, the government-ish type of commandments that they are going to follow uh, every day on the farm. They are going to follow these commandments. But what's interesting is the pigs want to teach the others to read them, mainly so they can follow the rules. And as these comrades are setting up their society in their government, we're going to find that more and more these animal commandments are going to be very important to the story moving forward. The ducks and chickens, they can't really learn to read a little bit. Obviously, we have Molly and Boxer. Molly just wants to spell her name. Boxer, like we talked about, only knows four letters. The sheep end up memorizing a shortened version of one of the rules they go two legs bad four legs good right and what that kind of as we go over later in the later chapters is when you start taking away some of the context some of the rules don't sound uh, like they are supposed to and of course who's gonna be upset about the two legs bad four legs good the ducks and chickens right Chickens only have two legs, and so it kind of starts to get to a slippery slope if they don't learn how to read. So that's why my third is the animals learning how to read. Number two. For this one, I wanted to look at two of the most important characters, I think, so far. Napoleon and Snowball. They are both pigs and they seem to be the two leaders of the farm now snowball and napoleon are always on the opposite ends of the belief spectrum if one has an idea the other is gonna oppose it for example when snowball wants to start committees to educate all the animals how to read and like kind of how to be in their new society napoleon his idea and belief is only to educate the young uh, or the new animals 
that come up. He's not as interested in the old. He's really interested in the new. So while we have Napoleon, who's kind of um, against the old way of life so much that he is kind of against the older animals and kind of helping them along in their new situation. Snowball wants everyone to come along. And as we think of the socialist or communist ideas that are starting to peek through, sometimes we have people who want everyone to be the same. And then we have some people who maybe try to start taking advantage of those things. And speaking of that, we come to the last point of today. Finally, number one on my list this week. If you are going to remember anything about chapters one through three, I think you should really hone in on two things, the milk and the puppies. Now, the first problem they run into is that the farmer isn't there to milk the cows and cows need to be milked. So the pigs end up figuring out how to milk the cows and lo and behold, they've got some milk, which is a valuable resource and they don't know what to do with this valuable resource. However, people get distracted, they go do the harvest, and the milk just disappears. Later we find out that it is used to feed the pigs, and the pigs only. Now, everyone's at first confused by this, but then one of the pigs convinces everyone, no, 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 it's for your own good. The pigs need it because we're doing a lot of the thinking and a lot of the leading, and we need the milk to kind of help us along. And everyone kind of buys into that, that it's for their good that the pigs get the milk. They also get the apples too for that same reason. And so we see the pigs starting to separate themselves just a tiny bit from the rest of the animals. The second thing is Napoleon and his you know belief of educating the young. He takes some puppies. There are some dogs that have a litter of puppies and he decides that he is gonna take them and educate them in the new way. And he kind of isolates them from everybody so much so that they forget about these puppies and they're Napoleon's responsibility for the rest of the book. And then that's all we hear about it. Both the milk thing and the puppies, I think are gonna come into play, but I'm curious about what you think is gonna happen. Why would they care about the milk or what are the puppies gonna do? Do you have any thoughts? Well, now it's time for the call to action. Now is the part where you guys get involved. So on Google Classroom, there should be a survey for you to fill out. And the focus of that is from my top five list, do you see any parallels to the real world? I'll be asking you things like, what do you think is the significance of the milk and the puppies? Or who do Napoleon and Snowball remind you of? Are there any other characters that you are reminded of? Or anything else that you might be thinking? How familiar are you with the phrase comrades and the Soviet Union and communist and socialist ideas? That is what is going to be on that survey. Otherwise, that's the end of the first top five lit list of distance learning. Thank you for listening. I want to thank Redbone for such a good song and a great way to get us started on this podcast. I might have another song next week. You're just going to have to come back and see what that song is. This is Mr. Phillips. Thanks for watching. And as always, come and see me any time. Have a great day, guys. Hey.